Hi, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. Spencer Lodge is founder and chairman of Blue Sky Thinking Group. That's a collection of companies that's been recently valued at $100 million. He's also the host of the Spencer Lodge podcast and runs the Make It Happen Training Academy. This week, he joins us to talk about an upcoming event called Kaching 3.0 and what people can learn about their finances. Good morning, Spencer. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Dubai Works. Thank you very much indeed. It's great to have you on. So I'm a big follower of your content. Uh, Get in. I, I know you first as a podcaster, but you're a lot more than that. So explain what else you do. God, blimey. Um, yeah, so people say that to me a lot of the time. <laughs> I was with a guy the other day and we were doing this skydive for the podcast and I talked to him about some business with him. And he's like, do you do that? And I was like, don't you know what I do? He's like, I just thought you were a podcaster. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. Some people do. But um, uh, apart from the content that I make on a regular basis, I come from 15 years of living in Dubai, a financial services background. I'm a sales guy, really. But I've been able to build some companies along the way and had some awesome people around me to help me do that. Yeah. Um, uh, but my my real kind of like my real passion is sales. And it's, it's a passion to me because uh, of this huge chip I've got on my shoulder. And it came from meeting a girl when I was 19 years old in a bar after being a, a trainee office equipment salesperson. And she was a receptionist in a, in a company and I just asked her what she did and learned about her and she was a great, great lady and whatnot. And she said, what do you do? And I said, I'm, I'm an office equipment salesman. And she rolled her eyes, oh God, why did I need to meet a salesman? And we were in the city the of London, so yeah. clearly she was hoping for an investment banker, okay. a stockbroker, a lawyer, or somebody yeah worthy but yeah. it really kind of made me start thinking about why salespeople are disliked and why yeah. they why, why they get such a real bum rap a lot of the time yeah and, and and when you look at it there's 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 a lot about it i find that that companies or people in different companies don't really understand about salespeople mm. and so i went on a mission to try and change that to be honest with you yeah so so you do that you, you have a big mission that you want to change how sales is viewed are you you training sales people as part of what you do now as well. Yeah, so I have a company called the Make It Happen University, which is an e-learning platform. So we have okay. an e-learning strategy with 450 sales training videos in 26 ah. courses that I created. Because a few years ago, um, I was uh, you know, the, the guy that dug his heels in and didn't really buy into the whole social media and social selling thing, mm. um, but also didn't realize how people learned. And so many more people were learning. You know, Udemy was a great example. Yeah, uh, on, on online learning, learning. Yeah, yeah. platform. And so- All in this ed tech kind of space. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. And so I created my own version of it. And then I marketed that. And it was great to have that product, but then it became, for me, psychologically, quite a bit disappointing because I actually need interaction with people. Yeah. And so I carried on creating content, trying to work out what I would do. And then companies started to contact me and say, can you train us? Um, and I'm, here's the e-learning platform, try this. And they're like, no, we want you. Yeah. And then I went into those companies and started to help and I really enjoyed it. Interesting. And then it just snowballed from there with companies constantly contacting So you actually like the training part as well as the sales part as well. Yeah. You like coaching and teaching people. I like inspiring people. people. I like, yeah. I like look, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. You really can. And you're a great example of that, you know, whether that's your, your sporting challenges or whether that's the business that you built, you can do stuff if you really want to. Mm. And for me, it's trying to help people find the gears they need to find so that they can go and grow themselves within business. And, and sales is such a big part of business. If you don't bring the revenue through the doors, then you don't have a business, do you? Yeah. 
exactly. I, I, one of my elected, I didn't study pure sales, but one of the seminars I did way back in university was a sales and marketing. It was through German. And I remember being taught about sales, the theory behind sales. And it's actually really interesting, you know, and I, I really kind of relate to that sort of change in pers- perception around something because something done well, you know, sometimes business gets a bad rep in terms of, you know, too much money and too much this and that and greed and all the things that go with it. And then people have to offset it with CSR strategies because they don't feel that, well, what, what if it's just done well? And same with sales. If sales is done well, it can be very rewarding. It doesn't have to, you don't have to trick people. You can actually enhance people when they're selling. So it can relate to that. Is that a lot of the stuff that you teach? Or? Well, Jeff Bezos is a great example of that, isn't he? He was, he was a, an unsung hero for a while, wasn't he? As he was building this great business called yeah. Amazon and selling you know, from books to other things. Now, you know, it's publicly noted how enormously rich he is. Yeah. He's now the devil, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's done something really well, you know, biggest divorce in history and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. People but love he, to hate success. That's right. But as far as I'm concerned, the business is created so that it can create revenue, which can sustain economy and people. And exactly. nobody can exist without money. You've got rent to pay, kids' school fees to pay, cost of living to pay. And people have ideas and ambitions about what kind of lifestyle they want to live. Mm. Lead. And some people have this kind of, a, I don't need anything lifestyle, but they're a small minority. Mm. Most people want a nice car, uh, a nice clothes. They want to live somewhere nice. Yeah. They want to give their kids a good start in life. And so I teach people to understand how important it is, whether you're an entrepreneur or a salesperson, to, to understand what the revenue models are and what skills you need to learn to create those. Interesting. So people focus a lot on marketing, but if they focus more on sales and the strategy behind them, uh, you, you think a lot of the good ideas and the entrepreneurs in Dubai could do a bit better if they were better at the sales strategies? Everyone thinks online is a shortcut. And so they're leaning into this shortcut strategy. But in lots of businesses, the best way to get new clients is to ask for referrals. Mm. And you don't need any online presence for that. If you had, if I give you really good value and I ask you to introduce me to other people, that introduction from you is going to be worth way more than any online lead I generate in my business. Yeah. And so that whole marketing sales thing is a bit of a conundrum because marketing's important, mm. okay, for brand in my mind. Mm. Okay, you'll know a lot about this. And sales is important for revenue. And and I don't think you can you can always have one without the other in many businesses. But it doesn't matter how good your marketing is. If you don't sell anything, you don't make any money. So mm. the journey ends. And uh, so we mentioned the podcast at the start. You've interviewed a lot of well-known people in the region globally. There's a lot of motivational speakers, such as Tony Robbins, and you're involved with Najahi events as well. Um, obviously, I can see how that relates to your passion for training and, and coaching. Uh, but how did you get involved in that? How, you know, did you, were you always involved in in that sort of side or how did you start the podcast suspension of large podcast so so for a while um there's a guy that works with me in the uk called matt and he said to me you need to go and sit and, and learn public speaking uh, with a guy called andy harrington and i was like i don't i'm busy i can't be doing with that and he, he kept going on at me then a year later i was like okay i'll do it i'll do it and so i went into the course and i was really furious at the end of the course that i should have done it a year ago because there was so much value in it that i learned mm. and then he came here uh, this guy Andy Harrington, but he came here with Najahi, and that was probably my earliest exposure oh, okay. with them. And so then um, I started to, to uh, attend more events and learn more, and I got to know the owners of Najahi. Um, and they were looking for somebody to MC an event one day, and I said, "Well, I'll happily step in and do that." 
Um, out of the blue, you had not Out of the yeah, blue, yeah. Nice. And, um, and I, I did that. They were really happy with what I did. Um, they then saw the podcast and they're like, well, hold on a minute. What can we do to connect the podcast together with what you do mm. um, and us? And so they then sponsored the podcast. Perfect. And so then our relationship has been strong since. And they bring a lot of great talent over here from overseas that can really educate and add value to people. Yeah. And you're doing you're doing one coming up soon. Yeah, we've got one coming up. We've got Le- the, the amazing and incredible Les Brown. I mean, how he's still going at 75 years yeah, old yeah, yeah. Um, with the energy and the focus that he has is just incredible. Okay. But it's called Cha-Ching 3.0. Um, and there's Les and there's other speakers there as well that are really going to help people understand their finances and understand how to be better with money and, and build their enthusiasm for the future. It's a very important thing for people in Dubai, but in the world at the moment, how to learn how to manage their money and savings and things like that. Um, so that's a two day workshop. And how, how did for Les Brown, because I, I researched him, he's 75, as you mentioned, but he used to be in politics. How has he kind of got into motivational speaking and and teaching about finances. And are you speaking as well, or are you emceeing? Okay, so I'm speaking and I'm emceeing okay. at the event, so I'll be teaching that kind of stuff too. Um, the Les, finance part is? It's some okay. financial aspects yeah. too. So Les, Les comes from a really tough upbringing, you know, like really tough, you know, mm. he was abandoned by his mother when he was young, he grew up in poverty, um, he was uh, regarded as special needs because he had learning difficulties. Um, and so it was, you know, bear in mind this is a long time ago, so he's 75, so this was back in, the, the, the late 40s, early 50s. Mm. And because of that, um, you, you, you get something. People get something when they've climbed, don't they? Yeah. When they, they've, they've achieved something. They get some kind of sense of purpose. And I think after that, people have wanted him to speak and tell his story. And slowly that's okay. evolved because he's just so inspirational. Yeah. Um, you know, to come where he came from and to be where he is right now. Um, I think that's just a story that everyone needs to hear. And I think in the States, they did want to hear it. And now globally, they do too. Interesting. We'll see what the what people in Dubai, you know, if they attend that event, what they can learn around their finances. Um, so you're, you're a chairman and founder of Blue Sky Thinking Group, which is involved in insurance, uh, HR, software service platforms, corporate wellness and wealth management. There's lots of things going on there. And clearly your time and energy is spent on coaching and training and podcasting. Uh, not just podcasting, but the the platform around that. At what point does, uh, related to uh, Les uh, Brown as well, at what point does that become a business? At what point uh, is the Spencer Lodge show a a media company? And at what point are you kind of uh, thinking about it from a revenue opportunity? And, you know, bigger question there is, where do you see podcasting kind of developing? Okay, so... It's really interesting, this whole podcasting thing, because people don't necessarily know how it correlates with money mm. uh, or revenue for their business. But there's a couple of things to think about. Awareness, a brand, and also who you interview. So if I want to interview anyone, I mean, my podcast is only 14 months old. But if I want to interview anyone at all, wow. I send them an email or a message on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, and tell them that I want them to come and share their story and inspire my audience. And typically, if you feed into people's egos, generally they'll respond, well, maybe I can inspire your audience for you. You know, that, that kind yeah, of yeah. thing. I fell for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
believe you just said that. And no, so, I know I didn't. I'm going to clarify it. It's part of our Augustus Media positioning strategy. Hence, that was the time out of my day. <laughs> Marketing and branding. Core, core messaging. Augustus Media Company. Yeah. So, Thanks, so, Buzzer. But, it, but, it's, but it's, it's really interesting but, yeah. because when we spoke on the phone the other day, you said to me, Spence, would you like to come on the podcast? Hmm. And by the way, I know what you do. You might be able to help me. Hmm. Okay. With something else. Hmm. And that's because we had a chance to spend some time with each other. Now hmm. we had a mutual friend with Maha. Okay. That's, hmm. a, that's how I was introduced to you. Um, but when I look at other people that I interview, I have, I'm on first name terms with Tony Robbins and his team, you know, Grant Cardone's in my phone, you know, Gary hmm. Vaynerchuk and all these people. Um, and these people are, are, have demonstrated a huge amount of success. And so if there's anything I need from them, I know I can reach out. So that's a benefit. But also if I invite a CEO of a company here in Dubai onto my podcast, I get the same benefit of that conversation. And if I wanted them to become a client, I'm in the prime place to be able to allow that to happen. So I see it as a business development tool, mm. podcasting. I see it as a brand awareness tool. And people, people consume content, as you know, in different ways. I'm podcast mad. In my car, it's only podcasts nowadays. Mm. But before it was videos. And, you know, years ago, I would read. I've never got the Kindle thing, but I like to read a paperback. Mm. Different people learn in different ways. And so if you can give them, like I give video, like I give audio, like I give written articles, if you can give them something in a format that they can consume and palette comfortably, mm. then all you're doing is you're creating authority, okay, and then trust. And whatever it is that you sell or market, you've got the power around that, haven't you? Yeah, interesting. But the people that you mentioned there, that they, you know, for example, Grant Cardone has a business, a uh, real estate business. Tony Robbins has a team and is does get public speaking revenue and they have books and things like that. Is that how you... See? I'm just asking this question related to the media industry because a lot of new... Uh, standalone audio companies have set up. I say a lot, but a couple in the last few years. But there's the the industry here is struggling to see uh, podcast audio revenue in in the way that uh, you know video has taken off, mobile advertising has taken off, and different things. But we're not seeing that yet in audio and in, in podcasting. I know I know podcasting can be video as well. But uh, do you, do you think that there's room to develop there? Um, are you more focused on how you described it in terms of the kind of wider ecosystem of portfolio business? Or would you like to kind of move into more public speaking, writing books and things like that? I've written one book and I've been asked to write another one, but the first book was a long, painful, slow journey. So I think writing books is a... Maybe you're more finely tuned now. You've, you... Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I think the first one's a tough one. But um, yeah. I think that... You know, I'll ask you the question. If, if you had the opportunity to have a radio show on a really popular radio station, okay, would that be something that interested you? I, mean, I think for Augustus, for what we're trying to do, uh, I mean, Casey was on the Chris Fade show this morning. So okay. we, we do radio and audio and we have four or five podcasts. For me personally, I treat it to opportunity cost. I wouldn't spend time. I'm not a journalist and I'm not going to spend time in front of the camera really uh, because I, 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 unless someone is doing other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, so it's it's related to that for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think I think there's definitely an opportunity. I think just like this decades, can a lot of uh, business and media will move to streaming. I think also you mentioned listening to podcasts in the car, 
but at the moment you're not in a self-driving car and at the moment uh there isn't the player is a radio player per se yeah uh so there'll be a lot more podcasts built into cars mm -hmm. so uh, yeah so i think it's just waiting to happen but well, it might take a while it's advertising revenue isn't it that essentially you can get and if mm. you get sponsors for your podcast and can yeah. create that revenue from that then that's one way of making money and mm. um, I didn't think when I started doing podcasts, I would enjoy them as much as I do. Okay. And a lot of, now I'm nearly 50 and for me, happiness is really important to me. Just slogging as an entrepreneur just to make money is, you know, it isn't a motivator for me. But I really get, I get a huge amount of juice out of spending time with people and learning about their story. So if, if you know, just like Joe Rogan's created, you know, a phenomenally successful podcast, I think he'll be on the radio sooner or later. I think he'll be the next Howard Stern. Okay. And I think he'll be paid a fortune for doing it. Yeah. And and I don't know how much time Joe spends on his podcast. I really don't. Yeah. But when you see, I don't know, Tom Billiou. Okay, and you see impact theory. He does a day's worth of research for yeah. each guest. They're uh, excellent impact theory. If people yeah. haven't checked them out, yeah, uh, really, uh, yeah, really yeah, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. But, they, um, but both of those guys have created whole media companies around them, and they're they're, brand. they're almost bigger than radio in, in a way. Yeah, in the in in their way, you know. That do you know what the, there was? Do you remember Carpool Karaoke with James Corden? Yeah. When I noticed how many people were viewing that content. It blew me away. <laughs> and when you see how many people have consumed that, that yeah, is bigger yeah. than radio, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, that really is bigger than radio. It's interesting. There are their own media companies, their own media brands. Spencer, we could talk all day. Um, and uh, <laughs> we're, going, we're going to cut it short now. But um, looking forward to the upcoming events. Uh, where's it taking place and how, how do people find out about it? You can go online if you, if you type in... And the Jahi events online, mm. you'll be able to find the website there. It's at the Dubai World Trade Center um, exhibition halls. And so it will be up there. I don't know which hall is in exactly, but it's up there, same place it was last year. Um, and you can, yeah, you can get tickets online. And, and there's two and a half thousand people already going. You really want to go nice. because it's it, it's going to be an epic event, like genuinely epic event. So all day Friday, Saturday, 28th and 29th of February. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Brilliant. And how much are tickets? I don't know. Um, I think they're uh, affordable. Between, between, For yeah, how much you're going to save yeah. money, you're going to get... There's different types. Yeah. There's yeah. VIP ones all the way down. But look, 500 dirhams, I think, is the most expensive one. Okay. So okay. everyone can afford a ticket. Maybe maybe 100 dirham tickets are there too. Okay, cool. Looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for coming on. No, thank you. Thanks for listening to Dubai Works. If you like this podcast, you might want to check out our two other podcasts, the Love and Daily Live news show and also the Love and Show, a weekly influencer interview.